Hello, Avalor. Welcome back to another episode of The Magic Within, your podcast resource for all things Elena of Avalor. We are coming to you live from our Elena of Avalor Discord server. Don't forget, if you want to join our server, you are more than welcome to come and fangirl with us about all things Elena and more. Tonight, we'll be talking about this hilarious Elena of Avalor episode, Incredible Shrinking Royals. Incredible is an accurate description of the star-studded episode filled with hilarity, scheming, and peril. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Joining me tonight is the rest of the squad from all around the world, Woo-hoo. your podcast princesses. Whoop whoop. So first up is Lady C, which is me. Hi everyone, it's Chrissy from New Zealand. Next we have the lovely Lady J. Hey, it's Jenny from California. The amazing Lady A. Hi, it's Amelia from England. The gorgeous Lady G. Hello, it's Georgia from Greece. And last but not least, the beautiful Lady B. Hi, it's Becky coming to you from Germany. Woohoo! Alrighty, without further ado, let's get this incredible party started woohoo all right so we are talking incredible shrinking royals and um the story is by tom rogers written by kate condell and directed by the amazing nathan chu and we have guest stars george takei as king toshi Chrissy Fitt as Princess Valentina, Andrea Woo-hoo. Martin as Queen Abigail, Jess Harnell as King Hector, and Jaime Camille as Julio Guzman. Yay! Ooh, why the cast? Ooh, that, yeah. <laughs> you Star-studded. know, I'd wondered why Alonzo wasn't there, but now I think I sort of understand, because there's a lot of guest stars in this episode. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's amazing though. And I All just right. remembered how excited Craig was for um, uh, for Hector returning Hector? with Je- <laughs> yeah with Jess <laughs> Harnell. After seeing these that episodes, his favorite I character. totally One get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. All right, so then the episode opens up with Julio, who is now the new Magister of Trade, oh. and he's really nervous to present his ideas to the Grand Council, but his um. His sister Carmen, she's like kind of like channeling her inner Elena. I feel like she gives a really good pep talk. <laughs> she takes that like, role oh, this episode. Yeah, she's like, don't worry about it. Your ideas are great. It's going to be great. Everything is going to be great. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You're right. And so he goes in and goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> I really love the transition between the, the scene and the next because I think it's him. Or no, it's Carmen who says, "What could possibly go wrong?" And then it yeah. immediately, like, bam on Doña Paloma's face, <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, it kind of reminded okay, it reminded me of in um, Scepter of Night, not Scepter of Night, um, Science Unfair, where Victor said, "You got to find a weak link," and then Matea's face showed up. Oh, <laughs> poor boy! <laughs> I know. So anyway. They're very good at that kind of foreshadowing. So obviously it means something. Doña Paloma could go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw her back in All Kingdoms Fair at the very end. Like she was clearly scheming like this telenovela villainous scheming against her rival. And there she is in the Grand Council Chamber, um, you know, acting like the Magister of Trade. She was supposed to be there. Julio told her to be there. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> For the 13th year. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, and then it is Julio's new idea. 
<laughs> so we see him come in and he wants to have a traditional feast of friendship in the temple in Avalor called the Sunbird Temple. And this is to play homage to the feasts of past. Um, Julio also states he wants to change up the guest list this year with some new, known, some new and known rulers opposed to their ambassadors, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Julio and Carmen have made the, oh my God, the cutest things I have ever seen. Mini marzipan rulers. I love them so much. Yes. <laughs> they are so cute. High five who thought all of that. It was so cute. <laughs> like the baker and me just wanted to get my fondant marzipan out right away and begin to make them all. <laughs> oh my God. And their mini temple was just so sweet. Like the attention to detail was just spot on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, however, Esteban, he supports it and even mentions that he is glad he misses Siesta for this. <laughs> well, well, that's until he's not included. He just wanted a mini marzipan version all to himself. Can, oh. we, can we get on that? Can we make that a project? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm both amused and sad. It's weird. <laughs> Although in saying that, I personally couldn't help but think of him being left out again. This only, I think, helps fuel that fire of him feeling invisible. However, Aww. nonetheless, Aww. no time to dwell. I can feel a scheme coming on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Elena, of course, thinks this is just a fabulous idea and she absolutely wants to go along with it. And Q, Donya and Esteban, they are feeling not needed and they team up to plot a scheme, oh, a scheme of schemes that will make Elena see both of them are the best hosts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they need someone rude, someone obnoxious, disrespectful, the most awful guest imaginable. <gasps> King Hector. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Oh, my god, guys. I was dead at that picture of Hector on the wall laying suggestively oh, on that tiger rug. Like, I was squealing. I want to know why Elena has that picture in her castle. <laughs> Behind the plant. <laughs> That's true. That is a good place for it. <laughs> Fantastic artwork. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> All right, so in the next scene, um, we see a cute little moment between Carmen and Julio, you know, like siblings have. I mean, well, I don't know. My, me and my brother aren't that nice to each other, but <laughs> like good but they have a really awesome relationship. Maybe because that's all they've had is each other, it seems mm-hmm. like, growing up, Aww. you know, under grandma. But Carmen um, gives him a brand new shiny blue vest. Power vest. <laughs> and it is so cute. Yes, it looks so good on him. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because like he puts it on and in the rest of the episode I kind of forgot what he would wear before that you know what I mean so <laughs> it was natural for him. <laughs> yeah but it was a really cute little scene that she made it for him and you mm-hmm. know they were they shared that moment of like sweet siblings you know mm-hmm. Carmen's really a the best sister like she like has his back it's it's really fun to watch the few times that we see them I think so too, and it's kind of funny because you know when we go when we look back to when we first meet him, you know, in um, a day to remember. Yes, like he's kind of like a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yes. it's kind of like you know, even through all that, she's like so nice to him. Yeah. Marmon, I love Mom how Carmen. these. Yeah, I love how these side characters, like even though we don't see them very often, we can tell that they've developed since we met them back in season one. That's pretty cool, actually. So, the yeah. team is like so talented and like those little details I mm-hmm. always say it, it's just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then 
we have the song for this episode. Yay! Yay! And so, <laughs> I actually really like the song. I really like the the tune. I really like the message and the words. And I don't know. I thought it was just kind of sweet because he's singing about trying to make his grandma proud, his abuela, Aww. and he's doing it for her honor. And it, it was just sweet. It was like upbeat. And it was good. The flower. So, the flower. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, with so the picture. Mm. Uh huh. And like everyone on the show just has amazing singing voices. I'm kind of jealous, but it's it's right? so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Gosh, <laughs> it's so good. That song was stuck in my head for like a week. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was a good song, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so yeah. catchy. It was. it was very relatable. Like we always want to make our past ones so proud, so very relatable. Cries. Yes, right. <laughs> it was a beautiful song. And as soon as it was over, um, we see the royals showing up. And now it is Julio's time to shine. And um, I really enjoyed um, Doña Paloma kind of like picking on him. And this would have been a really good chance for him to kind of like lose his confidence. But he doesn't. He goes and he shows her like, Mm-mm, I got this. Um, you know, he greets King Toshi, um, and we see, um, Val, we see Val again. Yay! We love her. Yay! And it was so cute to see, um, like these, these cute friends, like Elena and Val, just like doing that whole high school girl kind of squeal thing. It was very cute. (laughs) Um, and personally, um, Julio and Valentina, the ship we never knew we needed. (laughs) Can I get an amen? Who predicted that? Oh my gosh. Remember we had it on our shipping special? I'm trying to remember who predicted it. It was probably Chrissy. I, I wrote... Because I think Chrissy was I writing swear, down like, I the had a dream. I had a dream about Julio and Val and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then Becky told me she wrote a fic for it. I so. did. A couple of Christmas ago. She had a request on Tumblr. And as I wrote it, I <laughs> thought, I love this. requested that? It was, was an Anon. I, I think it was an Anon. Well, whoever it wasn't none. Although, yeah, I I think we have a few like known crack, like major crack shippers. So I'd guess one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like they just tend to come up with the most like interesting crack ships that work. Thank you, Anon, for this fabulous ship. Yes, we love it. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, so um, you know he calls her the shining star, and she's like, oh, I know, right? <laughs> We're like, oh, Val, you haven't changed it, and we love you for it. Gosh, I missed Val so much. Yes, she's so cute. And then we meet Queen Abigail, the ruler of Norberg. I love Abigail. Like, she's like a woman after my own heart. She is a woman in charge. Yeah, she is, yeah. But she's fun. Like, she's, like, tough, but she's not, like, I don't know. She's just really fun, not overbearing in a bad way, like. It's, I really appreciate her personality. Her whole persona and her like character design with her like is it like Mary Antoinette here? Like, yes. That is so cool. Yeah. And those dresses, oh my gosh. Ah, those like fun. that's what you like imagine like a typical ruler to have. And I was like, yeah. Yes. Yes. <sighs> and speaking of dresses, can we just talk a moment about Elena's dress in this episode? <gasps> I loved it. Gorgeous. So I yes. want it. Yes. I I think I squealed when I saw the whole thing. It's beautiful. Whoever designs that- the dresses in the show, please, please, please keep it up. We're just loving it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And she, and I have to say she's also rocking the mermaid look, the mermaid um 
silhouette. It just, it really mm-hmm. suits her. And yeah, anyway, just beautiful dress. Uh, we're in love. And then just when they think everything is going perfectly, dun, 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 the unwelcome <laughs> guest arrives, King Hector. Oh, Everyone's mortified. And Hector? I, <laughs> I, I feel like everyone has a member of their family that's like Hector. They probably <laughs> do. Like, oh my god! The rude uncle. You're like, I sent the invite, but I really thought they weren't going. <laughs> and then they show up to crash the wedding. Wait, um, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Oh yes. And then let's see. We see Esteban trying to weasel his way into the into the feast, which you know I kind of feel bad for Esteban. All he wanted was to be invited, like. <laughs> And a mini marzipan. (laughs) Yes, and his own little mini marzipan figure. But then Hector gives him the nickname Mustache. And I think yes, accurate. I think this is a toke a a sign of how desperate Esteban was to come to the feast. He didn't even bat an eye. (laughs) He just took it. But guys, one more thing before I pass the mic over. But did you notice that? the tension between Hector and Abigail, like there's some serious, like rival romantic vibe there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> or like, Queen. like who divorce. did who wrong in back, back in the day. Right. That's what <laughs> I want to know. Who, who dumped who? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> was it even a dump? I mean, maybe it was just, they completely just stood each other up or yeah, something. It might've been mutual. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Julio explains to the guests uh, why they were brought there, uh, the Sunbird Temple. So, there's a legend behind that. Uh, The Maruvians brought there their adversaries, and, well, that's where they made their peace treaties. Except they... Okay, so it's more of a tradition. They don't know the the actual meaning behind it, but can I reveal it? They're kind of obliged to be civil and quiet and respectful because there's ancient magic involved that curses the people who are being, um, you know, if, if somebody is being disrespectful to another while they're making a peace treaty, well, then they're shrinked down, all of them. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It's it's kind of, it's really interesting. It's fun. They they did not know that part, but um, yeah, it's just a recipe for disaster that I absolutely uh-huh. love. <laughs> also, you know, I love how uh, this is random, but it ties to the lore of Elena Valor, and I like the continuity. How it's a sunbird temple. Sunbirds were a thing that was known, and um, they worshipped mm-hmm. and. You know, Maruvians, I mean. Mm-hmm. But but now, as Craig said, there are only left, there are only four uh, sunbirds left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the I ones we know and love. <laughs> but, you know, it, it goes to show that I love the continuity of, oh, you know, sunbirds were a thing, but now they're extinct. People don't know that much about them. And you can see it through the lore of Elena of Avalor. Mm-hmm. I like how there's a continuation there. They seem to be becoming more of a 
bigger thing as episodes go on. We keep seeing them more and more pop up. It's really playing right. to Moses Cave. <laughs> yeah, right. So another thing I loved about this scene was the way Julio was telling the story in like a like a like he was telling a um, like a campfire story, like a, a scary story, like very <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> he was, you know, like trying to get everyone's interest. Of course, Hector's in the background yawning because he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> but then like valentina is so into it she's like or what or what and she like grabs his arm and kind of freaks out it was really that was a a chuckle moment all right and then um as we get into the next scene everyone's right there displaying all their goods that they've you know Mm -hmm. come to tempt each other you know to (laughs) sign the, the you know treaty here yeah but it's actually pretty funny because you know hector's just He's totally an ass. Sorry, I'm going to say it. He's like, <laughs> he has, like, everyone's right there, like, genuinely, like, trying to appreciate each other's things. Like, oh, look at this. You know what I mean? Who knows? Did they like it? Did they not? You'd never know. You know, they were being polite about it, right? But Hector's just kind of like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, my favorite, favorite part is when he... <laughs> looks at abigail's dresses <laughs> he's all maybe it looks better on a person or i forget how exactly he says it. and then he looks at abigail he's like nope nope <laughs> <laughs> oh that was amazing oh my god that was so funny i was laughing so hard at that part. <laughs> right just in a minute was insane <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yes it was actually yeah that was like one of my favorite parts actually you know mm-hmm. it was it was perfect <laughs> Just set up for that. That's awesome. But, you know, Abigail, you know, their dynamic is so freaking funny. Like, she just, like, comes right back at him about his little boats. (laughs) What the heck is this little thing, this toy boat you brought us here? Did you bring Um, a rubber ducky? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's some good banter. Like, I can totally picture him, like, when he goes to his little royal bath or whatever the heck, just sitting there with his little Oh, my God. It totally would make sense. Yes, it would totally make sense. It she would. knows him already. <laughs> but it was actually pretty funny because he, despite Hector being kind of a jerk, you know, King Toshi was there to kind of like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> That's one of his boats. Like, he's trying to, like, you know. He's actually oh, in Hector's boat, and, you know, he's still being a jerk. I don't know. <laughs> that whole scene is just funny. It is. <laughs> it is. I think they went all with it, like, in the, um, uh, in the first royal retreat. He was funny, but he was more of a jerk. But in this one, he's a jerk, but the comedy is so... Uh, is on another level. I think it was much more funny. <laughs> That's this. so true. Third. Yeah. Anyway, as you said, uh, Tosh is trying to be peaceful and trying to make things be a little more calm. But Hector just uh, throws a fit when Abigail sits on the chair that he <laughs> presumes is his. And so, and it's, and it's really, uh, as you said, he's really rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Esteban and Doña uh, swoop in a second too late to, you know, to calm him down. He only gets madder. And so the magic of the temple is finally enlist. And <laughs> does anybody have Honey I Shrunk the Kids vibes? <laughs> because <laughs> Honey I Shrunk the Royals. <laughs> Basically, oh, what happens? Yes, it really right? is. So much for everything being bigger. I, so, I loved that line. 
Yeah, now that they're nice and tiny, everything can kill them, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they're all nearly, like, mushed by fruit and dishes and everything else that you could possibly have on a table. Um, oh, my this gosh. This scene was so well done, eh? <laughs> With them running off yes. the <laughs> It was actually, you know, that whole scene, when you really look at it, it's actually really cool. Because, you know, the way that they have, you know, the whole visual i guess i don't know how to say this um just the way the scene is all set up it it really makes you feel like they're these little itty bitty things like sure you could draw like a little person next to a giant you know teacup you know what i mean but there's just some way that they animated that that it just looks really neat like you can actually feel like they actually shrunk little you know yeah Yeah, so it's actually pretty neat because you kind of get a little easter egg in there um, where King Hector says, okay, you know, who's that blockhead who thought we should have a feast down here? Of course, when you think of blockheads last time, um, well, when we saw the episode blockheads, mm-hmm. they, uh, team, you know, Elena actually got struck down too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, such a good whoop. reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. I love for Easter eggs. <laughs> Same. <laughs> At least they got to keep their, like, you know, general shape. Shape. <laughs> they were literally blocks this No, oh, la- yeah, no Lego painful. people this time. <laughs> Minecraft or whatever. They were so cute as little bricks, though. They, they were. <laughs> they were. I'm still sad they didn't come out with the merchandise for that episode. Right? <laughs> I would I would catch them all. Uh, so Julio comes back to investigate. He finds no one. And, uh, you know, they're all so little. And Val's like, I'm too pretty to be trampled. <laughs> and Julio finally takes notice of them. And uh, he's like, mini marzipan princess Elena? And she's like, no, mini real Elena. <laughs> this exchange was amazing. Uh, it was very good. Oh, uh, that was the best line. <laughs> no, mini real Elena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They're both really cute, so I don't really blame Julio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, Elena's reaction is, someone needs to get Mateo now. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a royal wizard, and... The be- um, and the bestie, so we have to call Mateo. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but things get a bit more complicated in the process. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, so Carmen leaves and attack. Dun, dun, dun. Of the killer crayfish. <laughs> <laughs> now, Senior Snips, or a.k.a. Mini Tamatoa. <laughs> now, he was seeing red all after being nearly boiled alive. He wanted to take that revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the way he was animated was just so hilarious and those eyes those <laughs> eyes <laughs> and everyone's just running for their lives but oh no they are so tiny and they fall down the crack in the floor which leads to a hidden movie and treasure trove and of course in true valentina montagna torres heir to the golden throne of Pariso style <laughs> Val tries to save the day by she hiking up her dress and marches onwards oh, up I that sword. That. <laughs> <laughs> However, she falls back down and Julio tries to help them by pulling away the floor, but oh gosh, it only makes things worse and falling debris nearly crush them. Boxing ring bell, ding, 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 ding. Everybody fight. Let's play the blame game. 
Uh-huh. You gotta hand it to Julio for like having the strength to put, like, be able to do that. <laughs> <The floor>. <laughs> <laughs> to pull up a floor with his bare hands. Oh, okay. Julio. Okay, this next part, I loved this little scene so much. So somehow, Elena and Doña Paloma um, managed to not fall in the hole, and Julio catches them, saves them from was it the crayfish or something crushing them? Anyway, so Julio saves them, and they end up on his shoulder, and Doña Paloma's on one shoulder, and Lena's on the other, and they do this classic angel-devil argument thing, <laughs> and it's just, what? it's perfect. So you have Angel Elena and Devil Doña Paloma, and they're both speaking to Julio, and Elena's trying to, you know, like, encourage him and lift him up, and Doña's just, like, tearing him down, and anyway, the... Just the way that was set up, everything there was just spectacular and hilarious. It reminded me of Kronk. Yes. From Infrasy oh, Group. Right. Yes, the little... little... <laughs> so cute. Yes. And yeah, and just the characters that they picked to play those two parts was just perfect. I don't think you'd get better than Elena and Doña Paloma. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and now we have Senior Snips Part 2. <laughs> okay, so he pinches Julio's bum. <laughs> Dropping Elena and Donya down the crack, as well as Senior Snips. No. Everybody run. <laughs> and Esteban and Donya are caught by Elena nonetheless when they said, I think it was, um, this was your fault or something. <laughs> and Elena is less than pleased. She states that they'll have to go before the Brown Council when they get home. And then, oh, then the H-man overhears and finds out he wasn't actually invited. Oh, that's kind of sad, though. I felt bad for him for a second. Mm. Yeah, for a second. (laughs) (laughs) For one second. Yeah, one (laughs) millisecond. However, there's no time for that right now. As being the fearless leader she is, Elena picks up a coin and throws it with all her might at Senor Snips. And it just goes, ting! As he slightly taps him and falls to the ground, and oh oh, he is mad. Attack! <laughs> <laughs> oh, let the chaos begin. Gosh, yes. <laughs> Amelia, that sounded so sinister. <laughs> I loved it. You know what's actually really cute is I think my favorite part out of that scene was when Elena and Donya are falling down, and you hear Donya like, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that me up. like she's falling like they're not even screaming she's just like i told you <laughs> comedic oh, timing that. was just on point yeah and then thankfully throughout all of this mateo finally shows up Yay. and Woo! it's up to him to kind of save the day and they're like can you get him out and he's like he didn't want to restore them to the normal size because if they were all underneath the floor they would kind of get crushed so. Oh my god, when Julio said uh, Mateos is like, um, I've got good and bad news, and Julio's like, I'll take the good please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally all of us. Yeah. And then of course Julio gets like a bit discouraged because he's like, oh, everything is going wrong. Nothing's going according to plan. And once again, Carmen is able to swoop in and she gives him another one of her pep talks, which Yay. I think are starting to become a regular thing (laughs) and she encourages him and tells him that this is what he was made to do and that he can do it and so he finally decides to listen to her and makes a plan oh 
So Julio proves his worth and saves everyone with a big idea. Toy boat! Actually, I love how that was a plot device because I did not exactly see it coming because everyone, you know, sometimes it's really easy to find the plot device. But mm-hmm. um, in this episode, everybody had brought a little thing and I did not expect Hector to prove that the his toy boat was actually... <laughs> Uh, you know, useful. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by that one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that ride should totally be on Disneyland. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> I thought their expressions as they were falling over the waterfall was just like that slow motion. Oh, it like, was amazing. It was so good. My heart, though, was like boiling water. I was just like, oh my god. Like, they're, they're gonna not going to die. I'm going to have mini marzipan soup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Senior Snip's just laughing. (laughs) See how it feels, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge of the crayfish. Yes. Marsh, did anybody like notice Mateo's face when they were looking at the boats? (laughs) He's like, he looked more like, why is there like a little marzipan people? (laughs) He just has like this confused, because everyone's looking, like you see Julio looking at the boat like, hmm, and you know. There's Mateo next to him with like his little like cork to his little face, and he's just like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> he's more wondering why there's little cookie people on there. <laughs> Understandable, but yes. Anyways, you know, thankfully they didn't all get boiled alive. <laughs> but Yay. after that, you know, Mateo steps in and he saves the day. Yeah. Um. Well, he doesn't really save the day, but he he helps restore things back to normal. <laughs> I guess Julio's more the one that saves the day because. He didn't let them get burned alive. Um, <laughs> but yes, with the magic bell and, you know, when Elena gets normal size, she gets, you know, a sweet look, right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm right. back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and this time the unshrinking spell worked. Unlike yes. Blocky's. Yes. Yay. True. <laughs> Actually, yes, when you think about it, that's another reference to Blockheads mm-hmm. because he tried using that same spell. Yes. In blockheads, mm. and it didn't work. No. Oh my no. god! This time it did. Yay! Now that you have no fire opals, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so now that everyone is normal sized again, they all decide to put aside their differences and sign the treaty. And so it was a success after all, and Julio is very, very relieved. Yeah, he deserves that. He does. Mm-hmm. He did well. All his hard work. Oh, yeah, and she finally proved, and he finally, you know. He feels like he did something in his abuela's honor. That was was so sweet. sweet. And then they give a toast to everyone. And he toasts everyone and they toast him back. And, you know, I love this little moment. So Elena proposes the toast to Julio and everyone's like, here, here. And then we hear Queen Abigail, like she says her own thing. What a wonderful man. And I just thought that was interesting just because it just kind of speaks to her character that, um, you know, she's the kind of person who doesn't always go with the crowd and she's going to say what's on her mind. And I just really like that mm-hmm. about her. <laughs> also a little like, um, I, I thought it was cool that Mateo got to stay for the feast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, yeah, I mean, he should after unshrinking them. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> he came all this way and he rooted them out and <laughs> him to dinner. Right? Exactly. <laughs> So, so then the carriage might. <laughs> yes. And Esteban got to stay too, even though he was in hot water with Elena, who Aww. did not let him forget it in that scene. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't even forget in the next episode, so there's that. <laughs> no, she really doesn't. Oh, he's in, he has some splaining to do. 
Oh gosh, Sivan just okay. Sivan is kind of a, a weird deal this season. Oh, <laughs> just... we're only just getting started with him. Oh my god, I want to survive. Be honest, I feel like it's podcast. just what we expected. It is. It is. <laughs> we were just hoping. I think that's what it was. Like, yeah, sure, he's gonna fade into the background and just live happily ever after, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, hey georgia can dream becky georgia can you're dream absolutely right. I'm so georgia sorry, can georgia. drink drink anyway but i really need to cope about the whole esteban deal yes I think, <laughs> yes but yeah a wonderful episode just like julio is a wonderful man and speaking of which let's talk about our favorite parts lady c what was your favorite part Oh my gosh, <laughs> Senior Snips. Ah, he was just so adorably terrifying. <laughs> I also loved in this episode the mannerisms of the H-Man. Like like Jenny said before, when he flat out yelled and said, Oh, I'm shaking in my booties. <laughs> and when he said to poor Abigail, maybe looks better on, looks at Abigail. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> such an awesome scene. <laughs> I was like dying on the floor, but oh, he was just so tastefully obnoxious <laughs> well done guys that was fantastic <laughs> lady j what about you um you know what this whole episode i just loved overall the humor of everything like i just it was just such a funny episode i was cracking up the whole time <laughs> it's really hard for me to pick a favorite part because it was like i was literally laughing the whole time yes <laughs> It was just so silly and cute and lighthearted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it was it was nice. Yes. So yes, I enjoyed all the funny bits in there, especially <laughs> all the stuff between Hector and Abigail. Yeah. Like that was just hilarious. <laughs> it was. All right, Lady A. Okay, I think so. I really love the song because I always I always end up loving the songs. I feel like. Yeah. And I also really just like the lobster chase scene because that was just <laughs> hilarious. And something unique and new that you don't see in every episode. <laughs> and just the fact that they all got shrunk and were like stuck in the floor with all the treasure and stuff. I mean, it was just so fun. And like all the dialogue and those scenes and everything that was happening. It was so well written and scripted out. And I just really loved it. All right, Lady G. Gosh, I just, I just really have to agree that this episode has some really good humor. And that's... I think that's what signs through. There are some sweet moments. I actually was pleasantly surprised by the development to Hector's character. He's not as one-dimensional as we thought he was in Royal Retreat. Yes. And I also have to say that I, I just the song is so catchy. I'm not kidding. I it was stuck in my head for a week. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing this in her honor. <laughs> I still remember it. The extra mile. <laughs> Very nice. Oh. Abuelita. Oh, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. And I love I love the throwback to season one. I love this little continuity. Yes. You know, thingies. It's, yeah. it's great. All right. So my favorite part, uh, kind of like Jenny said, the whole thing, like it was just hilarious. <laughs> Like this was just a laugh the whole time, and it was fun. I loved seeing all of the the royals. Um, I loved Queen Abigail and seeing Valagensh and just her line about um, leave it to Valentina Montagna's whatever the heir to the golden throne, <laughs> like, and then she just falls on her butt. 
<laughs> Relatable. <laughs> this queen stuff is harder than it looks. Anyway, that was just a great line. And even though I butchered it. But and then King Hector, like, he just really like he shone this episode. He shined I, I think he shines more in the next episode. But he just really um he was hilarious and it was nice to see him just be obnoxious and not just a bully. Because he was just a bully in the last time we saw him and yeah. I don't like I it wasn't as funny to me, but it was great this episode. And I yeah, he tastefully had me howling. done. <laughs> yes, tastefully obnoxious, as you said. <laughs> to quote Lucy. <Lacey. laughs> okay, girls, I think that's it for now. So I'd like to thank you ladies for being amazing as always. And thank you to all of our listeners all over the world. You guys are amazing as well. And we can't wait to for you to join us next time. So make sure you check us out on Twitter or Instagram for news, fun games, and resources you will not want to miss. And also make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our channel on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. And now we are on Spotify as well. Woo! Yay! Yay! Yeah, and so if you are feeling extra generous, please leave us some feedback. We'd love hearing from our listeners. And until next time, wings up, amigos. Bye! Bye, everyone! Bye!